You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday morning. Now, let's turn to the next part of today's program, and we're talking about pre-holiday anxiety. Now, it might be the most wonderful time of the year for many people, but for others, Christmas and the holiday season are actually really stressful. Now, the festive periods can bring about many pressures, from feeling obligated to socialize more than usual, to worries about how you're going to pay for everything. Now, to talk about this, I'm going to be chatting with certified clinical hypnotherapist Ellen McNally about this this morning. Welcome back on the program, Ellen. Good to see you today. How are you? Thank you. I'm good, Noreen. I'm good. I think... I think we're getting close to wishing each other Merry Christmas, are we? That's right. I've already been playing some Christmas (laughs) tunes on the program. (laughs) I think it started in October in Hong Kong. It starts before the U.S. Yes, straight after Thanksgiving. I think people are already selling Christmas decorations here in Hong Kong. I think there's nothing really in between. Maybe Halloween, I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, Yeah. well, you know, in the States, there's Thanksgiving, but here, you go right for it. (laughs) Exactly. But so you can imagine that these pressures start building really early in Hong Kong, don't they? And... uh, Especially if you think of of kids who are uh, getting the ads and making lists and, uh, you know, especially I think during these times, I think uh, we're a lot of people are going through difficult times and we're all a bit worried about the economy. So, uh, yeah, people have to make difficult decisions. Absolutely. Um, we are live this morning on Facebook as well. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see and hear Ellen there. So yeah, you, you, you listed some, some, some ways why this might be amplified during the holiday season. And one thing, it, it is the pressure that is, that, that surrounds us, the ads, um, perhaps social media. So maybe one way to, to reduce the stress oh. is to perhaps not be on social media as much during this oh. period. If we could all listen to that advice, we'd all be better. Yes. But it, it's it's really hard to avoid it, you know, especially, uh, I, I guess, people who are alone in Hong Kong. And, and you know, there are people uh, who've been here a few years, who've left their families, who it's just not time to go home, uh, people who've lost people over COVID. Uh, it's also a lonely time of year. Yes. And so... Uh, you kind of hope that those people reach out to others and let them know that they're alone. Because there is kind of a very welcoming uh, society in Hong Kong of of expats inviting expats who are alone. And uh, it, it, I, I'm, I'm sure it must be very lonely to to do that. But when you're invited, it, it you know, it's, it's so helpful to... Uh, to 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 let go of that uh, sadness of being alone. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, speaking from my own experience, m- my family uh, lives in Hong Kong, but I do uh, remember sort of you know when you're in your twenties and when you're out partying with your friends, there's that pressure to have to choose which groups, which Christmas parties to go to. Um, and sometimes it's just easier to be alone. And then, of course, you get into that feeling of like, oh, it's a Christmas period and I'm alone. And I remember one year I did 
celebrate Christmas uh, with my grandma, and then she went to bed early, and then I was left thinking, well, what am I going to do for the rest of this evening? Um, and, <laughs> oh, and, gosh. And I, and I had also friends who also came from overseas, and exactly what you said, Ellen, it wasn't time for them to go back yet. It's expensive for them to fly overseas back to the U.S. or to the U.K., Canada, or other places that they come from. And sometimes flying during the Christmas period or the festive period is the extra cost um, that you know simply doesn't uh, that can't that that that's just too expensive for them to to fly back. Yeah, and also you know it uh, you know the, the pressure, the high expectations. It's really hard not to put expectations on ourselves because there are so many things happening at once. We're, we're usually either hosting or going to someone's place. Uh, we're, we're trying to meet all the needs of family. Uh, we're trying to uh, negotiate with the kids that want to spend their time with their friends. And, uh, and especially, you know, if you have blended families uh, or you have uh, you know, there's, we forget all the people who are in awkward situations, like people who just separated or divorced, and maybe the father doesn't have a home yet, and but wants, you know, to make sure to be part of the children's Christmas, or, and somehow negotiating a time, so uh, the children are, are new rituals, or new blended families, you know, uh, you really have to be flexible. Mm. You have to just uh, roll with uh, it. Listen to other. Roll with it, and, and not feel that you've got to do the perfect thing. Uh, it could really eat you up, you know. To uh, to want to. Uh, I was just at the Conrad Fair the other day, and there are these wonderful decorations and these placemats, and you know, I was saying, oh. That would be so beautiful, but I could never get get my act together to do that. <laughs> but you know, these are pressures that you you when you have people and you you look at social media and you think, I, I'm really I'm going to knock it out of the you know the park. Uh, but yeah. it's a lot when you go out. You're you've got kids that want gifts, and then there's this big day when you're expected to splash over, uh, you know, a wonderful meal. And, uh, you know, it's a time where there's a lot of stress and, and you really have to be able to communicate clearly, to be able to ask for help or to uh, let people know that, you know, you, you, you just need free time. Yeah. You need to have time for yourself because you're just exhausted, especially if you work. Yeah. And it it really requires the ability to uh, kind of stand back and um, get help, get understanding, get somebody who understands. Hopefully, your mate or your uh, and and uh, get someone who understands that you're under pressure, because everyone, everyone, I can't think of anyone except people who are you know guests at at Christmas, and that seems like a, a real break. But there are pressures at Christmas that we don't even realize we're 
they're coming to. Absolutely. Well, even sometimes with guests, I mean, it can there can be some pressure because sometimes it's, you know, spending time with family and loved ones during the holiday season can sometimes lead to conflicts. And when you're a guest in somebody's house or in somebody's home, you may feel the, the need to bite your tongue. When I say guests, I mean staying over at perhaps in-laws. Family. Family, yeah. Family. Or, or back to in-laws. In-laws or even yeah. back at home if you've had a taste of independence and you know you might not agree with the way how mom or dad does something but you still have to bite your tongue because respectfully it's their roof <laughs> and you might want to go out yeah. with your friends till a very late till like two or three in the morning but because you're staying at mom and dad's you have to get home before midnight or, or i don't know i'm just throwing out scenarios or, out or just in-laws you know yes. we, we often hear of you know conflicts between uh you know, in-laws, father, father-in-law, mother-in-law, and, uh, just, uh, you know, different rituals, different cultures, different expectations. And, and you know, the nerve-wracking times sometimes that couples can go through. And, and it must, it, it is very hard when there are family conflicts to, to smile and to, just try to rise above it. Yeah, I'm so you know, glad you're you tired. Expectations, because I think Ellen, it is the expectations of it's Christmas time. We're all together, or it's Christmas time. We're going to have a gathering. It's going to be great, and you've just got that on a loop. That Christmas is a perfect time of the year, but actually. Sometimes, and you've got to make everything perfect, it's got to be a great meal, but sometimes good enough is just good enough. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just about spending time together. Yeah. And we forget about yeah. that. And we, and we let the little things get Good to us. enough. <laughs> yeah. But really, it's all about just having a good time and being yourself. You and know? I've been guilty they of say, that too. You know, oh, I've oh, just got to... Who, who yeah. hasn't? Yeah. <laughs> who hasn't? And, you know, I, I I go to some people's places and they're so casual about meals. And I'm thinking, yes. wow, it's such a pleasure. Just, I can, I can just relax and exactly. have a good time. And, you know, hopefully everyone gets to be more and more themselves that they can, uh, well, I wouldn't say bring the bottle of peanut butter to the Christmas table, but just to, you know, to know that you don't have to be perfect. People aren't measuring, they're talking and enjoying and and laughing and uh, they'll always say that your potatoes are great, you know, even if they're too mushy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I think that it, it all gets built up in our head. I remember one year for Christmas, my husband's Australian, so I was really set on getting a pavlova. I was really set on on, on making it, and I couldn't get some ingredient. I forget what it. I can't even remember what it what it what it was. And I remember just yeah. feeling so stressed. I think it was a series of different ingredients. But at the end of the day, just make a chocolate mousse, or just buy a cake, egg tart. You know they're available, and to be honest, people enjoy it. You know, my mom came over, and we, in the end, Absolutely. I think we had some different egg tarts and different. And she was like, "Oh, it's you know a nice Christmas treat." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Christmas egg tarts. Exactly. <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah. So uh, nobody really cares. It's always that, isn't it? But when you're caught up with yourself. And in these ideas of what you should be and what you should uh, present to people, it can be paralyzing. Your your stress levels can 
and you forget the whole point mm. and you're exhausted so yeah but perhaps we're quite lucky maybe we come from families who don't really care maybe more relaxed but you do hear horror stories where people will be like well i have so and so who's overly critical about how the potatoes are cooked what if somebody's parents or somebody's just you know well you know mum for example is quite critical of their children and that you know you're gathering how can people navigate through this sort of um highly strong time I think we're quite lucky to yeah. say, yeah, what if they were having yeah. gathering with, with family members who are quite critical and yeah, <laughs> how can they deal with it through hypnotherapy? Yeah, it's, oh, through hypnotherapy. Uh, well, you, you just learn to rise above it, you know, in hypnotherapy, you, 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 instead of responding to these automatic triggers that just make you more and more anxious, you can simply understand that's going to happen and and you try to help your kids be more civilized but they're kids and 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 you're you're able to rise above these pressures from anti anti jane you know it's it's just it's life but yeah that's the only thing that you can do in those situations is to just help a person experience what it's like to not let it bother them. It's these are facts of life, yeah. and you're not going to suppress the kids' enthusiasm. But there's always a fine line. But it's the anxiety that you want to work on. Absolutely. Let's talk about yeah. some of these coping strategies. Um, you know, some people might feel anxious about being alone uh, during this festive period. What sorts of coping mechanisms do you? Just the fear of being alone. Um, what do you suggest to people like that? Uh, well, you know, uh, it, what I would probably do is to help them uh, feel, uh, be able to reach out to people. That is the most important thing to do is to reach out to people and to feel, uh, you know, to to invite them over for uh, for a meal or a drink or uh, to to fill that time with uh, others you know think of others who would like to go out who so to not be too closed in on yourself and so you know you ask in hypnotherapy hypnotherapy allows a person to not only to say to themselves I want to do that but to Imagine when you're in a hypnotic trance that it's something that becomes easy to do, to pick up a phone and uh, to someone that you'd like to see and you know is probably alone and say, let's go out for dinner or let's, why don't you come over and we'll have a brunch on Sunday or Saturday. And, and so to help a person look outward to, there are a lot of people who would like to be you know, to be uh, called or invited. And, um, yeah, to kind of uh, get more distanced from uh, that person who is more and more closed in on themselves, to uh, get some perspective, to let that person see themselves as so much more than a lonely person, to see themselves as someone who 
you know, has the facility, has done it before. Everyone has done it before to just plan plan a meal and call someone and find out when they're free and, and, and then occupy yourself with it and plan the meal or, or you know, buy a ticket to a show and call someone and say, I have an extra ticket for a show. Mm. Let's let's go and we'll have a meal. So it's being able, you know, everything starts with imagining yourself, being able to see yourself doing things that you may not be able to do at the moment, but that you probably have done in your life. And so simply being in a state, and you know, when you're in a hypnotic state, you're in a really quiet, peaceful state where you can allow your imagination to lead you. We always say the imagination is like the forward planner. And so imagine yourself calling and hearing your voice and hearing the other person, inviting them and and uh, trying to figure out what's best for them. And, you know, if they can't this weekend, how about that day? And, uh, and, and, uh, telling them about a show that you've got an extra ticket, would they like to come? Of course, that means giving, but, you know, giving is, is just as good as getting yeah. and sometimes even better. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in hypnotherapy, that's what we would do is have that person be able to experience the best part of themselves, the best that they can be and, and allow them to dream and imagine so that they can carry that out more naturally and effortlessly when you know when they're out of hypnosis. Yeah, and I think that ties in very nicely. Does that to, sound like a good option? It does, and it, that also ties in quite nicely to to this next question about how you know we, we often hear how people say the holiday season can be quite a a painful reminder of being without a loved one. I think you know it can bring upon feelings of grief and, and anxiety, and perhaps we'll, we'll we'll do a separate program on grief and how hypnotherapy can help with grief. But very briefly, Ellen, during these times, perhaps it does bring upon feelings of anxiety and grief, and that you know maybe somebody loses a partner or maybe loses a, a loved one um, earlier in the year. You mentioned earlier, you know, to COVID, how might hypnotherapy be able to help? Uh, with certain triggers like that, yeah, I, you know, especially at Christmas time, it it uh, has to be even more lonely because those are, you know, no matter what the pressures, those are the times you remember, right? And uh, so, you know, I think uh, just helping a person instead of feeling lonely, helping a person remember the really good times that they're thankful for. You know, the, the times when they laughed together, when they did crazy things together, when maybe they brought up their kids together and, and to remember those times and be thankful for them because so no, not everyone has that opportunity. And let to them be talk about it and, and, not, and not avoid questions like that. And let them, yes, and right, right to, you know, instead of, it's just a matter of changing your state from being lonely and hopeless and feeling unloved to feel how loved you have been, how extraordinary life you've been given and the, the gifts of friendships and, and love that you had along the way. And, and that you, you have all that. That's all there for you to continue with 
other people, with new friendships. And it's, you know, you want to give someone hope. It's, it's a hope that you can repeat this joy with others that, you know, you have a, a wonderful life and, and, and gifts to give still. Absolutely. And, and so that, you know, and hopefully to that person can reach out and say to someone, um, and you know, I, I would hate to think that someone like that has nowhere to go at Christmas. And I would just hope that uh, they could call a friend and say that, let them know. Because some, you know, I, I think nearly everyone would say, come on over. I hope that they would say that. And, and you know, it's so easy when you have somebody that is alone to just come on over and let's spend Christmas together. We'll have lots of fun. And, and people gather around a person like that. Yeah. So, so make the most, first the step. bravest thing, yeah, yeah, that's it's the bravest thing you have to do is to call someone and let them know that you're alone, and and you'd like, you know, you'd like would you know to go to their Christmas. I mean, I imagine it's a tough thing to do, a very tough. But you know, all you have to do is say it. And on this note, Ellen, I wish you and your family a very happy Christmas, happy holidays, and I look forward to catching up with you again in the new year. Thank you so much. Same to you, Noreen. Merry Christmas to everybody and, and a great new year in 24. Thank you so much. Speak to you in January. Speak to you in January. And that's Ellen McNally, okay. who is a certified, hypno-clinical, uh, a certified clinical hypnotherapist. <laughs>